I'm Mr. Marvel, and it's my job to catch you up on all the things going on in the MCU. So settle in, and let's not waste another minute. And welcome to episode 20. Now, I've been trying to put this together for some time and wanted to do it last summer, but with my move, I had to put it on hold. But better late than never, right? So David from the Needlessly Nerdy Network had this great idea of an episode where we do the hard debate here. Are you Team Captain America or are you Team Iron Man? So today I am joined by some incredible podcasts to help us debate this tough subject. Today we've got the Team Unicorn Podcast, the Earth 894 Podcast, <laughs> the Fan Club Podcast, and I am joined by my friend, <laughs> Ashley, who really wanted to be a part of this. Um, I hope she picks the right side. Um, other than that, I really appreciate everyone being able to make it, and I cannot wait for our friendships to crumble in this debate. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't like Matthew less. <laughs> I might like them more, <laughs> but we've got two sides or teams here. Team Iron Man. You've got Iron Man, Black Panther, Vision, Black Widow, War Machine, and Spider-Man. Then you've got Team Captain America, Captain America, Bucky Barnes, Falcon, the Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, and Tic Tac, the Ant-Man. Um, so the big question here, Team Unicorn. What side do you choose and why? And why? Uh, this is pretty, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty clean cut. We are oh, definitely yeah, team, cap. team cap. <laughs> and are what 100%. makes that decision for you? You know, um, I guess I've always been a cap fan. Um, the entire run, even in comics, I've always been a cap fan. Um, he's just right in this situation it's i just i i find myself just un, like being like understanding of cap's struggles so it's it was a, definitely a no-brainer um going into this it was definitely always team cap yeah, for us for sure like he's just like i don't know he wants to stand up for the little guy and like that's who i want to like i guess represent my team so team cap all the way all right i like it all right so one side of the earth 894 Mr. Devin, which side do you choose? Good, good. Ooh. I have to side on Team Cap for sure. I was originally an Iron Man fan, but for this argument, Cap's right, man. He's just, there's too many reasons to actually not go with signing that uh, Sokovia Accords. I mean, do we want another uh, potential? Winter Soldier instance with Hydra, who infiltrated Shield and everything, and watch this huge like global organization just completely crumble. Imagine that again, and they're the ones controlling the Avengers because they legally got control of them. Not good, man. All right, I can get on board with that. All right, so the fan club podcast. Well, I'm the person I will. So, as the resident newbie around here. <laughs> I'm kind of team fence sitter. I haven't, I haven't really made a full opinion. I kind of see both sides of the argument. Um, 
I'm inclined to lean a little heavier on the cap side of things. Just, I have a very strong sense of justice. This is the type of person that I am. Um, and I, I really uh, love that about cap. But um, Matthew being the contrarian around here. <laughs> I am team Iron Man. All right. I've grown up reading the Iron Man comics. I agree that Iron Man was trying to protect the world. And kind of like what Cap or what Tony said in Endgame, he, we tried to put a shield around the world to protect from events like what happened with Thanos. All right, if so you are, you're a house divided. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole crux of our thing is that we're polar opposites. So, <laughs> right. So that, that works out perfectly right there. <laughs> Well, I like that. Um, Ashley, which side um, do you choose? I kind of, I'm, I agree with Devin and all the points he made. So I'm team cap, but Iron Man's one of my favorite characters. I just don't agree with like why he was for the Sokovia Awards in Civil War. Um, but the only way I ever like align with what team Iron Man says or like agrees with is with what like vision says. He's kind of the only like rational one that I agree with, but team cap, team cap. you don't want the all government right. making decisions for you. <laughs> No, you don't. And that, that brings me to my point right here. Cap is a 100% right when he says the UN is run by people with agendas and agendas can change. And that's why I am team Captain America. I, I am on board with you as far as the Iron Man. He's got the right mindset, but it's Iron Man. Look, you know, can anybody really control Iron Man? Nobody wanted him to come out and say that he was Iron Man. Everybody was telling him not to, and he went out and did it anyway. And you look at look at Rhodey. He came and stole a suit from Iron Man, and he's the government. What you know more would the government do? I think a lot of people look at it like um, a, a good representation is gun control. If you look at both sides, there's always going to be a difference, and it's really weird to see – and on the big screen like that. Yeah, I get I, that. I see that. It's nuts. But now here is a mind blower for you. Now, what does everybody think about Black Widow's role in this fight? Mm, she's kind of sketch, right? Because she is uh, kind of playing both sides like a true spy, right? She really is. I mean, she was all about the Accords. But then at the end, helped Captain America and Bucky. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh, well, let me say, I wasn't surprised the first time I saw Civil War that that was what happened. Um, but I think that's a good example of showing that someone can, like, their opinion can be swayed uh, to show them a good reason to why to change your idea and what your stance is. Um, did she do the right thing? I mean, she didn't try and prevent a little bit could have been a different situation and you know matters could have gotten much much worse so who's to say i think she is in a delicate spot though because she kind of has to go between two of her best friends Mm -hmm. and either side is gonna think that she's wrong for it so she's she's in a very delicate position i don't think that either one is wrong or right for her. She's an OG Avenger. 
just yeah, but them. So. she's also, I mean, a Soviet secret, you know, Black Widow assassin yeah. spy. She's always going to be playing the other side. And she's never going to show her cards. No. Mm-hmm. I think she... I think her previous... Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think that she had to kind of pick her battles wisely. And, like, she had to... She basically had to pick a, pick a friend. And she just happened to pick Cap. Yeah, I think her previous like allegiance with Shield and everything she believed in with Shield is, I think, why she originally sided with Team Iron Man. But then I think she, I personally think she has a stronger friendship with Cap with everything they went through in Winter Soldier. So I think that's eventually why she was like it pulled on her heartstrings and was like, "I'm gonna like side with my long term friend that I've had." I like that, but now look at it from the other perspective here. What would have happened if? Banner was not over in Sakaar and Thor wasn't out in Australia um, with Daryl living in an apartment, trying to live his own life. What if they were part of this? Would that change any aspect of your thoughts on the teams? And what team would they go to? I think Thor would have sided with Iron Man and actually no. Yes, and then Bruce sided with Captain America because yeah. he's been on the run from the government most of his adult life. If we know anything about the loyalties of those two, they tend both of them tend to be closer to Cap. I mean, Thor did help build Vision, and Bruce did also help build Vision. Yeah, but I think that they... So Bruce may side with Iron Man because of their friendship, and Thor would try to talk them down. I think Bruce would look at the situation highly logically. Just the type of person that he is. I think he would try to try to see all the cards involved. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I really think Bruce mm-hmm. would go with uh, Tony because mm-hmm. they're just way too tight. Um, and plus, you know, the whole thing is like, even from She-Hulk to... Uh, Age of Ultron, like a lot of Banner stuff is he really wants to have like control um, yeah. without being mm-hmm. way too outrageous. And so I think a little that he'd probably look on the upside of being with the Scovey Accords, signing them, he'd try and be like, well, this is a good step where we can, you know, contribute to make it better. Not only let them try and run it like the UN and everything, but actually have a role in like, okay, we'll do this, but this is, you know, contingency. But yeah, Thor, he'd be like, what? I'm a, I'm a god. I ain't saying this shit. <laughs> like, Stop reading do? my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way. Thor would literally it. be like, what the hell is this? Like, why are you guys doing this? Like you puny people. Exactly. <laughs> What's your thoughts on it, Ashley? Um, I definitely think Thor would be like, this is stupid. Like, why are you guys having these issues? Like, I'm a God. I'm above all of you. Um, I think, I think, I don't know, I, I think Banner might side with Team Cap because of his history with the government, but I also think I could see him go with Iron Man just to maybe, like, try to, like, reel Tony in and make sure he doesn't go off the rails. But then also, if he signs, it could maybe prevent him from, like, not being, like, locked up into, like, a um, jail cell that um, Abomination was in that we saw in She-Hulk. So I think he might do it just to kind of protect himself, and that way they don't try to, like, shut him down or do something to him. But, I mean, Ross would 
take him in immediately, though. Mm-hmm. True. Because, uh, because of Ross's hatred for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Banner would be on Team Cap's side just because he has been running from the government his entire life and knows what the government wants from him. They've already taken it from him once and then created Abomination. So why would he want anything to do with the government? Whereas Thor, yeah. again, I agree with everything. I mean, he's a he's a god. He would go back to Australia immediately and be like, this isn't my problem. <laughs> <laughs> he is the strongest Avenger. <laughs> But I don't I mean, know. <laughs> well, I think we have lost Team Unicorn. I don't know what happened here. It looks like but they're trying to, to log out and log back in. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll give it a minute to see if they can jump back in. Um, and while no. we're waiting, a, a quick congratulations to the fan club podcast for joining the Needlessly Nerdy Network. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome that you guys are a part of it. This actually works perfectly because this is now our second collab, but our first official collab as network partners. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We're very excited about it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. But we are glad you are part of the groundbreaking team and – going to be sweet mm-hmm. lots of big things coming forward um we'll give them just a minute i do kind of dislike riverside when it does this yeah this is weird mm-hmm. um one thing you could try too is just stopping the recording and starting again see if that fixes the issue they were having with like the Love audio riverside and stuff. is a service but it's so buggy <laughs> it has periods i've noticed it's like some days it's like really good and oh, i think they do I updates and then other stuff happens. i think they're back in they're loading mm-hmm. can you guys hear us yes we can yeah oh good <laughs> what is going on here <laughs> sorry i don't know no. what was happening riverside no. has problems like we refreshed and then they're like oh we can see Devin, perfect so then like you guys are talking and we're laughing around and everything and then like oh they can't see us or hear us i i don't know what's going on <laughs> that's all right we're glad that uh, you guys got that worked out and back in. Yeah. Um, so, what, so the one big thing that um, we were just talking about is what are your thoughts if Banner and Thor were part of this battle? What side do you think they would be on? Oh. Yeah, I agree with Ashley. I think, like, Thor would just be like, you you mortals and your silly, you know, quarrels. Like, whatever. Like, I've got, I've got bigger fish to fry. Um, and I do think that banner would be team cap only because I think in like the grand scheme of like, you know, the comic arc and like Kevin Feige's mastermind, like he'd want to put banner up against iron man, but like just how they're that would be interesting. That would be see, super interesting yeah, to, to see, see them like kind of fight. Cause they, they work so well together. Um, but I definitely think that they would be, he'd be on team cap. Like he, he just, they align too well. And like you kind of said, like banner has been on the run like all of his life, like it, it doesn't make sense for him to like give in to everything, especially to Ross. I like that. Um, I mean, I think we're kind of all on the same page with Thor on that one for sure. It, That's where we'd get party Thor. <laughs> <laughs> you think we would have yeah. got party Thor. I think so. <laughs> Why do you think that? 
I don't know. I just think it would go with the whole personality of just being like, this is stupid. And he would just be like, another beer. (laughs) (laughs) Another. (laughs) (laughs) So now with the, the disagreement over the whole international oversight of the Avengers, if you could make your own Team Iron Man, Team Captain America, who would be on that team? Would you keep them the same way? Would you change it up a little bit? Would you add new superheroes to the list? Oh, man. Just MCU or does this include the comics? Uh, You could go with the the comics. It doesn't have to be just the cinematic universe. Is this your way of trying to get Howard the Duck in, like into this podcast at all? <laughs> this Someone is my is. way to get Someone Howard the it. Duck into this podcast. I want everybody to know how many times I had to watch him freeze Endgame to show me Howard the Duck in the movie, and he was very proud of himself. Because, like when you have like a toddler, and they're like, "Look at what I drew at school." He's like, "Look, it's Howard the Duck." I'm like, okay. "We have decided that eventually we will cover Howard the Duck specifically in Brian's honor." Heck yeah. I mean, I'm all about some Howard the Duck. We'll uh, have to have you on for that. Yes, please. <laughs> I, I want to do a like a live watch of Howard the Duck. I, I don't think a lot of people have actually seen the movie. So I just like first no. reactions. I know I, mean, I never have. I didn't know it existed until Brian came into my life. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, let's do this. If you're down, let's do a double feature. Yeah. Howard the Duck and Morbius, back to back. Back to back? Ooh. It's Howard time. That's the only one that like didn't mind Morbius. Like I didn't think it was the best thing ever, but I didn't think it was the worst thing. Like I've seen worse movies. I still need to I watch it. It, it really was. I, that I just bad. liked Matt Smith in it, so maybe that's what I liked. But who's I don't Matt know. Smith in it? it wasn't. Or who does he play? <laughs> exactly. He's <laughs> Jesus, exactly. people. God, he was I've the other weird. Oh, he became the bad guy, but he also was in House of Dragon too. So he's had a very oh, great yeah. year for stuff. Yeah, yeah no but. kidding. He's killing it right now. He's getting the Sony. He carried stuff. House of Dragon on its back. No kidding. Yes. Like Matt Smith and that giant dragon, spoiler alert, Yep. carried that show on their back. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, back to the question. Um, I, it would never happen, obviously, but I, being a uh, unabashed Scarlet Witch stan, um, I would love to see Scarlet Witch and Iron Man team up. I think there would be an interesting like power pair obviously it would never happen because she doesn't like him but <laughs> i think it would be an interesting team up yeah i could see that but now what if you know she is the scarlet witch during this particular hypothetical, p- hypothetical situation right. and she has her full potential of her powers i think she would just decimate everyone yeah she would just be her own team <laughs> i mean really- if she's Scarlet Witch and not Wanda, I think mm-hmm. anybody who has her is kind of, it, it kind of has an unfair advantage. So, I mean, it's again, a, a team cap is a win right there. If she's Scarlet <laughs> Witch and not Wanda. Yeah, well, right. Because she wasn't Scarlet Witch at the time. Not yet. Yeah. It was lurking. 
Mm-hmm. Does anyone else think that Spider-Man definitely is only on Iron Man because Iron Man plucked him? Like, he doesn't, to me, Not seem person, like yeah. a Team Iron Man thousand player at all. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, I think Iron Man got him first. Everyone's got a gimmick, so, you know, you got to find something. Right. Oh, speaking of gimmicks, um, if we're going to add someone from the MCU to one of these teams, I think Rocket has big Iron Man energy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but if you got Rocket, you got to have Groot. They kind well, of package deal. Yeah, but Groot, like, he, I mean, depending on what Groot you're getting, like, are you getting, like... Guardian one where he's just like sticking his fingers up or sticking his fingers up people's noses to like kill him, or are we getting like precious cinnamon roll Groot? Because like that very much determines what team he's on. I, I want I want angry toddler dancing Groot. I think he might join like he might join Scarlet Witch's team and just he's kind of on his own or he's oh it's party 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 Thor. Party Thor running around the airport just dancing while everyone's fighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those He's got to get the soundtrack going. Yeah. <laughs> it would have made it more exciting. What, what's uh, your take on it, Devin? You know, I'm trying to think of it uh, from like the Netflix series special. So I'm thinking like, you know, where would Luke Cage go? Where would Daredevil go? Um, and I got to say, I think everyone I think of is just going straight to Team Cap. Um, yeah. And like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But like the one that's probably the most significant is Daredevil, Charlie Cox, or uh, mm-hmm. wow, um, Matt Murdock. <laughs> Because, I mean, we saw exactly his point to Jen in She-Hulk about, like, you can do uh, good for the law. When the law fails, you know, She-Hulk is there. So I think he'd be on the side of, like, "Mm, I obey the law, but that is a dumb law, and I'm still going to be a vigilante no matter what. So I may as well just fight against it. Um, So it's less stuff I have to learn and adhere to. So I think a lot of it would just be on Captain America's side. Um, The only thing I would also throw out there is, I was thinking about what about the other, uh, well, now variants of Peter Parker. So we got, you know, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. We also have Andrew Garfield's iteration. Where would they side? And I 100% know Andrew Garfield would definitely side on Team Cap because he's been quoted many, many times before saying, yeah, if he was in the MCU, he's pretty sure his Spider-Man would not like Iron Man or Tony Stark. And then Toby. I think he'd actually sign with Iron Man. Yeah. So I think he just yeah. He just wants, I don't know, he just wants to pay his rent eventually and get his damn door fixed. So whatever just <laughs> gets that done sooner, he'll probably just go with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Ashley? So I was typing a list while everybody was talking, and I ran into the same thing. I kept putting everybody under Captain America, and I was thinking of like our current like phase, whatever. We're, what are we in, five now? Maybe almost six at this point. So the only person that I was able to think that I think would go to Team Iron Man, that's fun, um, would be um, Doctor Strange. I think he would probably side with Iron Man just because he's very like toady and in that like top one percentile, and I think he would go that way. But then I think Moon Knight would 1,000% be Team Cap. But I didn't think about, like, which versions of him. But I just think all of them. Because, yeah, when you were talking about variants, I was like, shit. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. I think think most of them would go Team Cap. And then um, I think even Captain Marvel would probably go Team Cap, too, especially with all the stuff that happened um, with her. So it's like... 
four people. The only people I think would still remain Team Iron Man is Vision and Black Panther. And then I think our Peter Parker would stay Team Iron Man just for everything that Tony has done for him and how much he looks up to him. You know, a question about that, though. T'Challa, where is his moral obligation? Is he on Team Iron Man just because Bucky and is being on the other side? Because obviously he wouldn't be on Team Cap if yeah. the guy he's trying to hunt down is on a team and that's friendly fire. Um, yeah. And also Wakanda was still pretty much hidden at this point. So would he really care or is he just doing it because it's a means to an end? I get that's, the feeling that that's, he was that's, a, that's a good point. Because his dad helped build the Sokovia Accords. Mm. So I feel like he was siding with the team who was for Sokovia Accords. Do you think he changed after Black Panther? Or what? Do you think he changed his stance after the movie Black Panther? I think he changed. I 100% think he would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he changed his stance at the end of Civil War, is when he changed his stance. When um, he helped uh, free Bucky from the Winter Soldier program. I think, I think he, if anything, he might want to like adapt the Sokovia Accords and be like, the concept is a good concept. It's just not being executed properly. So I could see maybe he would want to like have a better, because that was always my biggest thing is I'm like the concept and the idea is there, just not being done properly. And I think that's like, even in our yeah, own personal lives, we run into that. Because I think they, Kevin Feige did a tweet or something a while back that they updated and then see the Sokovia Accords to protect where anyone can fight against an alien invasion. So, like, another Thanos or anything future alien-wise, I think they don't have to have UN's permission I think in a, I think in a different world, I think T'Challa would have kind of spearheaded the campaign to kind of refigure the yeah. Sokovia Accords. Yeah. So, on the Sokovia Accords topic here, with... Team Iron Man siding to sign it. I mean, Tony was 100% diehard, ready to sign it right then, right there. No questions asked. Why was he ready to sign it when there was no, you know, inner loop? They didn't ask the Avengers what should be in this, what shouldn't be in this. The government just went ahead and said, these are the Sokovia Accords, sign them. Does that still... I think... I mean... For, for Matthew, do you still think Tony is right in that? I mean, every other part of every other job or whatever else has checks and balances. Kind of like pros and cons, things like that. Like, my best example for it is Justice League Doom, where Batman had contingency plans if the Justice League turned evil. Who would be able to stop the Avengers if they turned evil like if um i can't remember the i can't remember his name but dr stein from incredible hulk that turns into the super smart villain if he converted some of the avengers who would be able to stop the avengers so the sokovia mr blue the the sokovia Accords would be able to help protect from an avengers threat since everything else has checks and balances but then, I mean, he turned into the leader and it was just batshit crazy. Yeah, or that's <laughs> the leader. Or if the leader point. was... Oh, I just couldn't remember his name, but yeah, the leader could convert 
an Avenger to fight for him. Oh, he, he could easily do it. Him. Or who would be able to stop the Avenger besides the other Avengers. Devin, it looks like your wheels are turning right there. You know, I'm literally looking up all the information I can on like wiki about Sokovia Accords, <laughs> and it feels so funny. I've just been doing this all day. Um, <laughs> this kind of stuff. But the reason why I bring it up is because I'm just thinking about like that's something that always kind of gets brought up is like, you know, the whole Sokovia Accords is that the reason why we pretty much got our ass handed to us in Infinity War or did it even matter, yada yada. But one thing that kind of struck me was, um, you know, also going back to She-Hulk, you know, underrated show for this discussion. Let me just say, go watch it. Love that Um, show. It's good. Binge it. It's much better. I'll be honest. It's pretty good. Um, But Matt Murdock brought up how he said, may remind you that the Sokovia Accords have been repealed, blah, 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 blah. So once that happened in 2025, that means that uh, it reallowed superheroes to operate legally with uh, anonymity once again. So when you thought about like, spider-man earlier his whole thing is his secret identity got revealed bad stuff happened um in a bad situation but he was you know almost on that trajectory of the comic kind of output because um in homecoming which is after civil war of course uh right at the end they're about to show um or him and tony are about like hey let's go announce you're part of the avengers yada yada um, was he going to show his identity, or was he not? I I don't remember, or if it was mental be like that. I think he was going to go in the new suit. So that's mm-hmm. the difference there, because that's the whole reason for like one more day in the comics, that super controversial everything that kind of inspired No Way Home, is because of the Scovia Court rule, Civil War, revealing his identity, all the bad people who want to kill Spider-Man, find out, kill loved ones, and then all that bad mm-hmm. stuff happens. So it's kind of like there seems to be this big trickle like butterfly effect to everyone down the road which is definitely showing more and more reason substantiating that this is not a good thing team unicorn yeah no i agree with that um i just i don't know if like i i know i don't understand how tony was so like so ready to just to pick up that pen and sign it like it, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense that I know he's very impulsive. Yeah, well, I think because he knew he messed up so bad, like with Ultron, like you know, and then knowing that what he, he did with nobody it's kept being- nobody kept him in check, like with what he was messing around with, what he was trying to to do. So I think that maybe opened his eyes and was like maybe like more like he needed to be in check. And because, like, he needed to be in check, maybe everybody else needed to be in check. And he made that very impulsive like, decision yeah. for the rest of the yeah. Avengers. Like, or tried at least to make them have that very impulsive. Because, I mean, I mean, as much as I don't agree with Team Iron Man, like, I feel like me personally, I feel like I would do that if I screwed up. Like, I'm going to try as mu- much as I can, as quickly as I can to fix or remedy whatever I just screwed up. But in this case, I mean, you're talking like the trajectory of like all human salvation could come down to this one piece of law and just how quickly he went into it without even talking to any of the Avengers Mm -hmm. just seems like wildly absurd that he would think that other people would just be like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent with this. I'm with you cap or I'm with you. Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, Iron Man, a complete 180 from, I mean, his first movie to now, 
when, you know, the government wanted them or wanted him to turn over the Iron Man suit. And he's like, no, this is, this is me. Didn't want anything to do with that. He's going to protect. And then he just flips in this civil war. It's really weird. I, I, I don't yeah, he's, support he's him. always he's always just kind of been like I'm going to take care of me first and then if the pieces fall in the place that I can take care of other people I'll do it um, obviously like Ultron and Sokovia was a huge catalyst and like you know changing his mind on that but it just seems like out of everything that's happened over like his character arc in these films like yeah that's a big thing but like you would have thought that he would have probably come to his senses you know, maybe back in Iron Man two, like by that point. So like the fact that it took him this far into Sokovia to like, be like, yep. Okay. I screwed up. Now everyone needs to change because I think we need to change. Yeah. Well, I think the scale was just so much bigger, like in age of Ultron, like what he like created and like how big that got and like how, how much impact that had, like not just on a few people, but like literally like a whole population of people. Mm hmm. Now, uh, one character we keep on jumping over here, um, Hawkeye. Now, he retired at Age of Ultron to spend time with his family, his new child. And now he just is going to abandon all of that to go fight this battle that he has no purpose being in. What is everybody? I know the fan club podcast is the only ones here with uh, a kid. Um but how does everybody feel about that? Like you literally, you retire. He pulled a Tom Brady. He retired. <laughs> he spent time with his family. Please do not relate Hawkeye to Tom Brady. That is very disrespectful. I, I, I didn't Hawkeye. want to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeremy Renner, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> right. He's got some free time now, so you never yes, know. Yes, he does. But I, I just feel like that's just a, a shit move. And now he's a, a wanted criminal ending up on the raft. I don't know if if Matthew was Hawkeye, first of all, I think that would be really cool. But second of all, I'd be very angry if if, mm-hmm. if he retired and then was like, JK, I'm going to go leave you and our new baby to go fight in this in this battle. I, I think it's altruistic for sure. Um, but and I, I see the point of the fight, but like from uh the the wife's side of things, the mother of the child side of things, I, I wouldn't be happy about but it. I even, can put it I can put it that way. But even if Hawkeye stayed out of it, the Sokovia Accords would not have affected him because he was retired. Yeah. So I mean Hawkeye Kind of like what you were saying, Hawkeye had no standing in the fight because he was retired. He was done with it all. So it just it made zero sense why Hawkeye came back. Yeah, was he just fighting to help, or was he? I think he wanted to help Wanda from what happened in Ultron. Mm. But I think to me it would have made more sense Mm -hmm. if Nat called. Like the fact that like he's fighting against his like long term friend basically to me was always kind of odd. Like we just rewatched it again tonight and watching the fight scene between the two of them, it was just like, why would you want to fight your friend? Like, 
Yeah. You would think that the two of them would agree on the same thing. Like, I think if Nat called and was like, hey, I need your help, blah, 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 I think that would make sense. But, like, who mm-hmm. called him? Did Cap call I him? I think that he, I don't think that he joined in just because he missed being an Avenger. That's for sure. Yeah. I think it was more that I agree. he was fighting for the altruistic, or he was idealistic bored. thing. <laughs> kind of like the joke he said, he made. He made 18 holes in ones in a row. So I think he just got bored. It's like, yeah, played 18, shot something. 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, I guess on. that typical new parent um, funk where he's just like sick of sitting at home all day waiting for the baby to wake up, like waiting for something to do. So I don't know. But I don't, I don't really see that being necessarily in his character. So I, I think it was more he felt this he felt this need to to be present for it i don't necessarily think it was for the love of the fight yeah i don't know well i guess on that point like two things obviously he's retired he must he must know that the sokovia accords are a thing we we do find out later that his wife was also an agent of shield at one point like so they they are familiar with what's going on in like the the in their world but does he a know where Nat's alliances are when Cap comes calling for him? And two, would you say no to Chris Evans? <laughs> I love that second point. That is very valid. <laughs> Sorry, Cap. I Honestly, can't. if any of them called me, I would not say no. <laughs> I, I don't really I care like what you're fighting for. I had to go, like, Cap, man, like, Steve, I hung up my bow a long time ago, dude, but... It's you, so I have to. Mm-hmm. But I think he would have done the same thing. Like to your point, Ashley, I think they would have. He would have done the same thing for the other <laughs> side too. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. was a Spider-Man situation. Whoever got to him first. Yeah, I mean, I think about the Hawkeye TV show where, like, he stayed in New York to help Kate Bishop with all that stuff. And granted, like, that was very valid why he did that, especially with what we learned at the end of the show. But like, mm-hmm. he still stayed in New York to help somebody he didn't even know to almost miss Christmas with his family. So not that he's not a family man, but I think he has like certain morals where he wants to make sure things are done and everybody has those things. They don't want to let go of, and he might just not really want to let go of being a superhero. Cause would you, would you want to be done being a superhero? I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, and like the way that he like almost kind of took in, um, Wanda and kind of like, protected her and like almost kind of was like a fatherly figure to her in age of ultron be like Mm -hmm. you walk out these doors you're an avenger are you gonna like are you going to fight with me like he that's a lot of the same characteristics that he took with kate you know maybe he wasn't as like ambitious or willing to do it at the beginning but like once he knew that kate was able to fend for her for herself and like he like she legitimately needed him you know at certain points like he's like i gotta take this young you know enhanced person or you know hero underneath my wing and so like i I feel like that's very on brand for what you know clint did um but yeah i think Mm -hmm. it could it really just boils down to maybe just cap got to him first and maybe he just didn't know where nat's alliances were and that's why we just kind of get like a weird like hey we've been best friends for years but now we're on opposite sides maybe she is sorry maybe he assumed that nat was on cap's side yeah well, and she very much, yeah, like, is in the middle. Like, I mean, I know she's, like, Team Iron Man, but, like, she 
definitely is not like like she's if like team cap is like blue and team iron man's red like she's very purple yeah she's (laughs) she's definitely like more ambiguous when it comes to like you know straight alliances here Mm -hmm. yeah she did wear purple to the um signing so there's a little easter egg there no there we go I only know that because we just had it on like an hour and a half ago. (laughs) (laughs) My memory is not that good. (laughs) Well, now getting on to another character that we haven't talked about at all is Zemo. How could he count on so many unpredictables for his scheme to work? I mean, there were so many possible variables out there that could have happened. And there's no way he could have known that Iron Man would have shown up um, at the end. How did his plan play out? He's very, very rich. Did he really have it planned out to the letter? Or was it just, was he just banking on, I'm expecting these people to fight. Who cares where they land? But I mean, his, his whole thing was to get inside and let them tear one another apart. And I mean, obviously it, it worked in a sense, but. Well, for Bucky, literally. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a Star Wars reference right there. <laughs> Lost his arm. <laughs> but I mean, there's just so many, you know, changing things along the way that happened. I mean, would he have known that Spider-Man would have come into the fold? Ant-Man in? I mean, I don't think so many different variables. About them. But I think he might have figured out that Tony's side was going to win the airport fight and then Tony would go to find Captain America. So I think he had an idea that Cap and Bucky would escape. I think he had a general idea by framing Bucky to make him be on on Iron Man's wanted list. And so other than that, I don't think he planned for anything else to really happen. I think he studied these people and, yeah. and, and studied their most likely outcomes. Yeah. And, okay, so this person is going to probably land with this person. This person is going to make this decision, you know, and a domino effect kind of happened. Yeah. But I also think Harbinger, I think Baron Zemo is kind of a harbinger of chaos as well. So. And he is very, very smart. At least he is in the comics. Right. Um, but I mean, this one, not so much. I mean, he just wanted to tear him apart and blow his t- brains out. I think, in my honest opinion, Baron Zemo is one of the better villains because he broke the Avengers up without laying a finger on them. He was able to break them up from the inside out. But if they were that easy to break up, like, what what does that say, yeah. really? Were they ever really the Avengers? Yeah. Because they were fine in the first movie. Or the first Avengers movie, and then from pretty much that point on, you could see the cracks starting to form. I think I think the cracks were kind of always there. Though. Yeah, they're all strong personalities. That's bound mm-hmm. to happen in a group like that. Yeah, I mean, in, I think in, everything started after the first Avengers movie with Tony going into space and seeing that that changes a person. And I yeah. think that's the domino effect that led to the downfall, and that's why with what happened with Ultron happened. I think. He's the he's the crack that split mm-hmm. everything up. It's it's him. He's the problem he's because he's very arrogant. He has to always be correct. 
And I think the Sokovia Accords came into play too for him because he, he couldn't handle it himself. So he needed somebody else to kind of do it for him because he tried to do it himself with Ultron. But, but now, I, think I mean, with, go ahead. Oh, Tony's one of the smartest men on the planet. And he couldn't understand that he was being manipulated by a Sokovian terrorist bent on revenge. I think people see what they want to see and, and they block out what they don't want to see. I think he yeah. didn't want to believe that because he wanted to really truly believe what he was doing was right. And he just ignored red flags that were popping up. Mm-hmm. Devin, like what do you it. think? You've been quiet. Hey, um, I lost my thought. The moment you called on me. Uh, I think, oh, no, you're good. Uh, I think, Zemo really didn't care, honestly. I mean, you brought up, I think it was you, Brian, mentioned, um, you know, did he know that Spider-Man, Ant-Man, all these other people were going to show up? I think he's like, oh, look, happy accident. The more that fight and kill each other, the better it means for me at the end of the day um, because he could care less. Um, But I think it really, you know, comes down to the fact that you question his skill, his intelligence, his planning, his, you know, dashly deeds. But... If a guy with those kind of dance moves is out on the floor, <laughs> I would not be surprised by anything that he does. He is 100% capable of anything. I mean, he knows how to fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> he played the long game. Yeah. It was a long game. Mm-hmm. But now to, to kind of wrap things up here, what do we think about two highly decorated war veterans beating up on an orphan boy that has a heart condition. <laughs> you are a terrible person. <laughs> I mean, is he, is he a boy? Wow. Can I you a second? <laughs> You're not wrong, though. That's, That's what's bad about it. Yeah, I know. What's worse is that, you know, it's his, uh, the orphan boy's father's old war friends too yep. like, or war buddies yeah, yeah. and the murderer yeah, that the killed his, oh my god kills yeah. them also yeah that was, what kind of answer do you want from this i don't think he was what looking for an answer to, i yeah just a i mean i mean am i gonna be that fair Am I going to be the person that says, like, he had it coming? Like, I mean, is that what you're looking for, Brian? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'm looking for. That's oh, exactly God. what I'm looking for. Like, I just think of, like, the like the SpongeBob meme, like, the SpongeBob meme where he's like, you're going to get it, oh, man. Like, how many times do we have to tell you? But it's, like, the opposite. It's, like, the young guy in the situation. I think Tony needed his ass kicked for sure. I mean, not when you phrase it in the way you just did, but I think he needed to be kind of put back into reality and taken off his high horse. Mm-hmm. He definitely yeah, was know. very arrogant. People who are highly arrogant don't necessarily see that until they're smacked in the face with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's also like at the start of the movie, like when he was going to leave MIT and that mom stopped him and was talking to him in the hallway. For him, it was like, oh my God, I've killed a child. And that even gets me thinking, and that's what I love what we got in Spider-Man was seeing the aftermath of all of these events where like they're doing the right thing. And I, I, I believe that they're doing the right thing. They want to save the people. They want to make it a better place, all that kind of good stuff. But 
you, people are going to fall and get hurt while you're on the path of rightness to do that. And I think once people are like, oh my God, I'm hurting innocent people and children, that's when you kind of bring it all back into play. And I actually always, I don't know if anybody else sees this kind of crossover, but I think of the incredible storyline when it comes to like civil war and how like they're superheroes and they have to go into hiding because bad things were happening and they, people were like not comfortable with it and whatnot. And then they want to come back out out of hiding and they want to do good things to make a better name for themselves. That's kind of how I relate this with where like they've done a lot of wrong and they need to fix it and make it right, but they're not doing it in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've definitely made that connection before. Perfect. I'm glad I'm not. It's not just me. <laughs> also, like now that I'm thinking about it, like is is Team Iron Man the only one that has a superhero with a cape on it? Because then that would make a lot more sense with the Incredibles reference. No capes. No capes. Yeah, because Vision, Vision's the only Vision's one. the only one that has a cape, right? Yeah. Yep. Might, no, I think you're right. Vision would not be... Yeah, but Vision wouldn't be stupid enough to fall into a plane. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would just fly through, through it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he would just phase through it. <laughs> you know, at one point, though, uh, you brought up, like, how Iron Man's morality is challenged at that elevator sequence in the beginning of yeah. Civil War. So is that the reason why we get him trying to take a young high school superpowered vigilante essentially under his wing to right his wrong try and mentor this kid and try and make up for the wrongdoings and hopefully get him on the right side is that why i could see that it kind of gives me like batman and robin vibes a little bit like you have a little Mm -hmm. like wingman and because like even in like infinity war and endgame when he's like i lost the kid like it, it meant a lot to him yeah like he looks at peter as a son and the other thing, too, is uh, his arrogance. Does it really change, though? Does he really get humbled? Because no. what's the first thing that happens, even though when he looks like, you know, uh, like he's been the machinist in uh, the beginning of Endgame? When he sees Cap, he's like, where were you? He's like, you weren't there. We were the Avengers, you know, whatever. Um, granted, he's also, you know, delirious and floating and almost on death's door. So you'll say whatever when you're pissed. But... Still, the fact of the matter, it's 100% on character for Tony. Even if he was healthy in that moment, he'd probably still say the same stuff. Realistically, I don't think he was humbled until the beginning of that game. Until he had experienced all of that. Mm -hmm. You would think that the smack in the face that he needed was Civil War, but alas. Yeah, I think that sums it up right there. Is mm-hmm. at the end, Team Cap was right all along. How do you feel about that? Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> I knew coming He's in like, here, you guys. minority coming in. If it makes you feel better, I've gone back and forth for a while. <laughs> like I've always been Team Iron Man, just because I've grown up reading the Iron Man comics. So you're biased, is what you're saying? No, I also agree <laughs> with. Having signed the Sokovia Accords for a contingency plan and checks and balances. Because they are the most powerful beings on Earth. Besides the Eternals who were in hiding. Don't even get me started with that. (laughs) But they are the most powerful beings on Earth. No one, no military and no armies can stop them. Besides themselves. As we saw in the airport scene. (laughs) <laughs> when they both pretty much demolished each other. You know, if my better half, uh, Louis, was here, 
you would at least have one more person on the Iron okay. Man side because we've had this debate so many times and he is always on Iron Man side. He's and his uh, I was laughing because he gets so fired up when people start saying like, "No, it's wrong, it's wrong." Like Team Cap, and he's like, "You're all liars." He calls me liars. <laughs> like if this was real life and you had to do it, you 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 would sign it. You you would 100 percent do it. You wouldn't act out. You would do it. You'd conform. You'd comply. You would you know do it. Um, so I always just crack up because. He gets, he gets so pissed because <laughs> he's well, just like, no, you're fucking lying. He also would have wanted Wolverine on, you know, one of the sides. Well, yeah. duh. Wouldn't you want Wolverine on your team? I, I actually know what I would want duck. Deadpool. I would want Deadpool on Deadpool. my team. Deadpool. <laughs> I think Deadpool would go on Team Iron Man just to be a troll. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> I could see Iron that. Man and then fight mm-hmm. Team Iron Man yeah. while siding with them. He's the Ar- he I'm is excited the harbing- to have an opinion on that. We haven't gotten there yet. He- Deadpool is the harbinger of chaos. He'd be messing around with Spider-Man the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also think like Deadpool would also just sit with Thor and be like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you're a hammer. I-, I think that there would be a small group of them that would just be sitting off on the side in lawn chairs with a cooler of beer. Just like just cheersing. That would be Deadpool. Yep. (laughs) I feel like this is Deadpool. That would be Deadpool. And I think Luis would just sit there and narrate the entire fight. Would be like, so you know, this person and then this person and this person. (laughs) Yeah. That would be. That's that's what I would want. Is just like him to narrate it. My neighbor's cousin's Catwalker. Uh, Yeah. Narration of phase one through three. Oh yeah, the Korg narration. Yes. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Let's just hope he shows up in Quantum Mania. I think he's going to be at the beginning of the movie. I was telling Devin that. I'm assuming that's who I was talking to earlier today. I just realized it could be either you or Louis. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> it was me. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> well, I think that wraps up our Team Iron Man, Team Captain America debate. I think that was a lot of fun. I appreciate everybody coming out and taking uh, your time to do this. I know Thank it's so well past yeah. and that, you know, the Sokovia Accords are now null and void. Um, mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but uh, we'll <laughs> just kind of go around the horn and um, everyone tell, you know, our listeners where they can find you. So, Ashley. Oh, I'm lame. Really do. I don't have a podcast. I no. should say you can find me via Brian <laughs> or you can follow me on TikTok or Instagram if you like Disney stuff. <laughs> I thought this was like the big announcement, like, oh, I too have a podcast. I was waiting for it. No. I'm pushing her to it. She'll get there. If any if anything, I would just join yours and, and talk with you. Fair enough. I don't need a Disney influencer on my podcast. <laughs> I'll just I'll just join Team Unicorn. Yeah, we'll be over here, Ashley. That's yeah. The real Thank civil you. war. Yep. Big civil war right here. Which side do you choose? Well, the fan club podcast, where can everybody find and listen to y'all? Um, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and um, all the social medias are falling out of my brain right now. <laughs> but we're on everything. We're on everything. Um, and you can follow, you can listen to our podcast on pretty much every social, every platform, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Amazon, I don't know, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and it's just the fan club podcast. Mm-hmm. Team Unicorn? 
Oh, yes. <laughs> We're Team Unicorn. And you can find us uh, mostly on Instagram for socials. Um, and then as far as po- podcasts, um, we're available everywhere. Like we um, have Anchor, Spotify, Apple. YouTube. Are, yeah, yeah, and we do um, we do video. So um, we are on YouTube. Um, we do put out the video form of our podcast um, on there as well. But yeah, at Team um, Unicorn Podcast, all over the place. Yeah, not sure when this is coming out, but we are in a little bit of a break right now. But um, hopefully we'll be back in like February. So, yeah. And Devin, I am a little biased tonight. I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, hey, nice. Nice shirt, buddy. Um, Well, uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, Earth 894, we're a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, We are literally everywhere in the universe, in the known multiverse. You can check us out, earth894podcast.com, or just literally that podcast name with an at symbol in front of it, you'll probably find us. And if you don't, please let us know and we'll report them. (laughs) and i will put um a link in the show notes to everybody's uh socials and link trees and link spots and whatever there is they'll be there but again thank you so much for everybody joining tonight this was awesome and i'm glad we could finally wrap up this debate that has been long long overdue Mm -hmm. thank you so much for having us yeah thank you yes thank you this was fun yeah go team cap yeah team cap Well, I really hope you enjoyed that episode and get ready for our next episode later in February as we do a full spoilers review on the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And don't forget to head over to our Instagram page at Mr. Marvel's Minutes for your chance to take part in our first giveaway event ever, which will be happening later this week. And while you're on Instagram, go ahead and head over and check out the Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network. And you're probably asking yourself, what is that? Well, the Needlessly Nerdy Network is a conglomerate of podcasts and blogs that provide entertainment, news, and reviews about all things nerdy, including movies, TV, books, video games, tabletop games, cons, pulp culture, and more. So for more nerdy podcasts, head on over to needlesslynerdy.com. You can also click the links in the description for this episode. If you are enjoying Mr. Marvel's Minutes, please take the time to leave me a rating and review on whichever platform you are using. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family so they can join in on all the fun too. Make sure you click that little bell so you'll get notified first when we release a new episode. As always, thanks for listening and make sure you are following me on all social media platforms. Just search Mr. Marvel's Minutes. Mr. Marvel's Minutes is brought to you by Crafts by Spooky Blonde, where it's spooky, but with some pixie dust. Just search Etsy for Crafts by Spooky Blonde. You can also become a Patreon to help us keep the light on. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.